Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just... Cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you, March 2nd, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Hello. Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen coming to you from all over the country, really just pretty much along I-65 one way or another. Nick Roush, how is sunny Indianapolis? Uh, not sunny yet. I think it's supposed to be really sunny and nice today, though. So looking forward to spending it in the between four walls at a convention center. You know what they call Indy, the city of angels. So enjoy it. Enjoy the combine. Early morning, uh, you're out there on Radio Row. Are people looking at you funny? Uh, no, because there's no people here. Um, oh. yeah. Uh, gotcha. I just saw a second media member walk in th- third. So yeah. Um, it's still early. The first interviews don't get started till 8 a.m. or so. Matt Corral is, uh, he's going to be kind of a big attraction that's talking today. So looking forward to it. I do have a little bit of, uh, even though there's nobody here, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking very loudly, but I feel like I'm echoing throughout this entire enormous room. Uh, to set the scene, the media workroom is just an enormous convention center hall with, I don't know, I bet you could sit 500 people down in here. Well, with, with nobody in it, you can't just the 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 voice just keeps echoing so i'm i'm a little paranoid that the only two people here are going to hear me just going roll call yeah see roush that's what i was going to say you missed your opportunity you're in a big room with great acoustics you should have hit them with a loud roll call (laughs) just really let them know i'm here yeah 
Well, for what it's worth, you sound great this morning. You've, you you've sounded yeah. much worse from your home studio. You sound amazing. Oh, thanks. Thanks, guys. I, I did just for the, the radio show. You know, it's it's the sacrifices we make. Well, what what so what'd you end up doing? You and I were talking after the show yesterday. You, you had a long day and a long night. And, you know, everybody always makes the jokes about the bloggers and they're in their mom's basement and they don't have ears and above ground pools and all that sort of stuff. But yesterday, man, I was not jealous of you. What'd you end up doing? So the day started, uh, as soon as the radio show ended, uh, stopped at the Thorns out on Blank and Spanker uh, Avenue, and then uh, met up with Adam Luckett. We drove to Lexington. Uh, we listened to coaches talk for an hour and 40 minutes. Um, it was Mark Stoops, all of his assistants. That was the, without a doubt, the longest press conference I've ever been a part of because in, in, there was so much good stuff. Like, I could have written four posts about everything. It was just, there's a lot to get into. Luckily, um, you know, not all of it's time sensitive, so we can kind of spread it out over the next few days. But great stuff from Mark Stoops, Zach Yenzer, Rich Scangarello, and uh, and Mike Stoops. So uh, did that. Um, then worked till about 4, 4.15, uh, writing some posts, uh, had a little lunch at KS Bar, and then drove back to Louisville. Um, when I got back, I had to watch Duke through like the first half of the game because Brooke had a volleyball game, um, uh, got him put down around halftime, uh, watched the cats, um, throughout this all, uh, got at least one post game post up. And then, uh, as soon as the game ended, uh, packed my bags, hit the road, got in to Indy about 11 and we, uh, it was just in time to watch the end of that Purdue Wisconsin game, which was. Uh, bat poop crazy, uh, wanna poop crazy is what they're actually calling it. Uh, but that, that that was just banks were open at the Cole Center. Uh, watched that and then uh, maybe had a nightcap or two and then got myself uh, all hunkered down by around midnight. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I felt like I was doing like the curb, herb street game day version of like uh, Kentucky local media. Well, I'm glad that you weren't having to drive into Indy at like two in the morning or anything like that. So that's better than I thought, but still a long, busy day. Uh, many long, busy days for you as you will be at the NFL Combine. And we will be lucky to have you for whatever time we get. Although certainly, certainly you're not going to be leaving KRC to exclusively go interview Matt Corral. We're no, worth more than that. There, I, I'm I'm pretty sure there's I, I need to double check the schedule because I was I was contemplating do I do I bolt off do I not but I, I really think I might go talk to Matt Corral for like 15 minutes and then so just like dip out for like 15 20 minutes and then come back because I I, I, hey, I don't think there's else out there you got to do what you got to do we totally understand and we'll just talk behind your back depending on which player it is and deem it if it's worthy or not for for leaving KRC but you'll never know exactly what we say so uh, all good on our end. Yep, fine by me. Works good, fine good. by me. Wins for everybody. It was a win for the Kentucky Wildcats last night, Justin Kalen. They beat Ole Miss. Did you watch the game? I So I had a broadcast last night. I was fortunate to catch the last six minutes on the radio, but I did not get to watch it, no. Uh, well, that's fine. I understand. You're, you're a busy boy. You got jobs. If... I just cannot stress it enough. If anybody ever wants to watch a game but doesn't get to watch the game, check out those YouTube highlights. I don't know who the guy is. Gosh, Matthew, 
Matthew Loves Ball is the YouTube guy. And he doesn't do every college basketball game, but he'll do any one of significance. And you just get like a 24, 25-minute highlight package, and it is amazing. Uh, Roush, mixed ESPN reviews. does a, a lot of them, too. They'll do it, I mean, they're not as long. It's like 10 minutes, but yeah, they, they yeah. do a good job. This one just shows almost like 90% of the scores, and it's just super cuts. So it's like you're getting to see the action. And it's not just scores. They'll show misses or good defensive plays too. So you're really kind of getting all the important stuff. But, yeah, ESPN does them as well, and they're shorter. Uh, but mixed reviews from last night, Roush. Mixed, and I was going to kind of start with Justin as a, a non-biased bird's eye. What does he think of the performance? But some UK fans frustrated with last night. I – People aren't going to be surprised, uh, big-time homer. Uh, I wasn't – I liked last night. I was fine. Oh, last night play. had all of the vibes of the Vanderbilt football game this year where Kentucky did what they were supposed to do, but it wasn't as impressive. Like, it wasn't a cover, so, like, some people were disgruntled. Like, I, I think that's just what I – what it comes down to. They, they played all right. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't beautiful, but they got the win. And uh, after four straight, what, top 25 teams or – top 30 teams in the country. So, yeah, fine by me. Yeah, and Ole Miss stinks. Should Kentucky have won by more? Yes, I thought it was going to be a 20-plus point win. Uh, and seems like the focal point of some of the criticism is specifically on the defensive end. I don't hear too many people too upset or too bothered by the offense. And there were, but, you, you know, you couldn't stop Ole Miss from scoring when you were trying to bury the game and you had a pretty good offensive performance, but the defense was average or we'll, we'll talk about it, but however you feel about it, Ole Miss was able to keep pace for the most part. And for a bad team, I, I understand some people why they're, they're slightly concerned about it. My opinion on UK's defense performance specifically, because we're going to talk about all angles of this game as we do on Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7-9 Monday through Friday. You can listen to the replay of the show, 9-11, to 11, and stream the show. Plenty of ways. Just search Kentucky Roll Call. Same with the podcast, which is always uh, always fun to listen to. You just pre go right through the commercials. We're talking about something you don't like. Bada boom, bada bing. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Brought to you by Cornbread Hemp, which came huge this morning, Roush, as... Back off the wagon. No, I didn't really like I, you know, weirdly enough, the tolerance wasn't, uh, wasn't like I had a couple IPAs and felt fine. No, nothing. Yeah. It was strange. It's like the first year that that's happened too. Um, normally, you know, it only takes a few to kind of get me going. Not last night for whatever reason, although they tasted good. It was delicious. Had one at lunch too, which was, which was enjoyable. Uh, but cornbread hemp. Roush, just always great when you don't feel like maybe uh, you're going to get a good night's sleep. You pop one of those bad boys, you end up resting much better than you anticipated. Yeah, it's also, uh, I like to consider it a, uh, gets me to 100%, feeling 70, 80%. Just gives you that extra oomph, especially the morning after if you're feeling a little rough. So use promo code BIGX at checkout. You'll get 30% off at cornbreadhemp.com. Love it. Love it. 30%. That goes a long way. My thoughts on UK's defensive performance, give Ole Miss credit. They had some tough shots. They didn't go away. And, you know, you could make a case that they probably spun this as this being their Super Bowl as, you know, the cliche that's used too often. But in a disaster season, hey, guys, second to last game of the year, 
Saturday, we've got our senior day. Tonight, last road game, you're playing in one of the best arenas against the top 10 team. Just go out there and ball out and you know, have some fun. And they played well. I was, you know, I was impressed with the way they played. I think if they played like that more often, shot 50%, that it would, uh, they'd have a better record than they have. But my issue was one, not an issue. You have to give Ole Miss credit. They hit tough shots. They hit shots with hands on their face. That's not a criticism of Kentucky. That When that happens, you just got to kind of shake your head and keep playing defense and, and move on to the next one. My issue was, and I think this was a product of maybe being a little lethargic, maybe buying into the senior day, good vibes, maybe some shot hunting, if you will. Uh, but there was just, I think, a little too many miscues, uh, some lazy bones, if you will, on defense, just not switching and getting out and covering guys well enough. It just the, – the one, where Kentucky was playing good defense, I felt like Ole Miss was hitting some good shots, uh, some tough plays. And then I just felt like there was far too many just wide-open shots for Ole Miss. And that's what bugs me more, just the wide-open ones. And I don't look at it as this big picture, UK's got issues, or they going in the wrong way defensively before the tournament. We talked about yesterday that I do think if you're playing against somebody that can drop 30 or 40 points, they could do that against Kentucky, and that's obviously going to be a concern in March. But I think collectively, it's a pretty solid defensive unit. Last night, they were just a little—they were a step slow, Roush. A step slow, not too focused on getting out on their man or switching. It was just a little bit lazy for my liking. Not a big-picture concern. I think it was just the last night thing. Yeah, and you do have to credit them for some of the shots they made. I mean, the threes that got it to, what, like eight? felt like desperate threes and they just went in i mean i i, I feel like my it, it was kind of funny it, it it felt like two weeks ago whenever bobby regan had his kellen grady take and then the next day he had to play point guard for a lot of the game and it's like oh my gosh uh that sort of felt like last night when we had just had talks about defensive concerns and it was like uh not really concerned and then Ole Miss goes out and shoots 50 percent and scores 70 points <laughs> uh but like I, I still think the sentiment remains the same where uh, Kentucky's going to beat teams by outscoring them for the most part. Their defense is decent, solid, uh, nothing great, nothing perfect. Um, do I think it's like a theme where they're backsliding? Uh, I think I saw a stat where they're giving up 10 more points per game over the last 10 or something like that. Uh, I, so I, that's – a little bit concerning, but it's, I, I do think a lot of those plays were just uh, over committing early on and then not helping out. Like I, Oscar just got lost a couple times, you know, yes. and that in that and that and that one guy um, went at him, you know, and he played well. Like I, I think just sometimes you got to give the other team credit. Uh, I'm gonna think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you, TJ, where I'm officially not concerned. There is uh, I, I think it was a little bit of Ole Miss playing well um in keeping games close all year and also uh, as you said some lazy bones uh just trying to finish out the season with a win against kind of a you know a ho-hum four sec win team uh after going through uh, a gauntlet of a schedule yeah and also a thing we got to remember about kentucky's defense is it's very aggressive and a lot of times cal is going to want this defense to help spark the offense, whether it's uh, a steal, 
Oscar gets a lot of steals. Severe goes for steals. Ty Ty will always kind of go for the poke out. Kentucky had seven last night. It's a, it's a defense that takes its chances, and when you're a defense that takes its chances, you're going to miss on some chances, or you're going to just you're just going to whiff on trying to go for some balls. And Ole Miss took advantage of it. Uh, that will lead to open shots, which bothers me. But again, you get the runouts, you get some points in transition. It can help dictate the tempo a little bit too, because even if you whiff, Old Miss scores or they pick up their pace because they have four on five or they may have numbers in the half court. And then if they miss, boom, Kentucky's off running. The guy who tried to go for the steal or may have been a little aggressive, he may be already at half court. You throw the run out to him and, and the cats are off rocking and rolling. So it is a defense that will frustrate you because they're going to take some chances and it's not going to work out well for Kentucky. I think that was a product of last night as well. And that's just something that's been the case all year. That's been frustrating that, yeah, you, you want the big play. You, I mean, how many times have we seen a guard for the opposing team drive into the paint and then have really nowhere to go throws it and it, it, he throws it back out and one of our guards pick it off. That happens. But on the flip side, how many times happen when a guard drives in, we have a guy try to go, jump a passing lane, the guard is patient, and then ends up finding somebody wide open on the perimeter or something. Or he makes the, the hockey assist, passes it one more time, the other guy passes it one more time. So it's a defense that's going to frustrate you at times. I, I I still weirdly trust Calipari when it comes to having his teams ready defensively in March. Has there been a tournament game, Roush, that comes to mind where you're like, you know what, Kentucky just wasn't ready defensively. They couldn't that, – that's – the offense was there, but they just it's you it's almost always the offense that seems to betray Kentucky in the tournament. You couldn't really guard Decker. Maybe that could be one. Yeah, uh, I would say maybe Thomas Bryant. So shout out to you, Scooter. That there's yeah, one. You know what? Uh OG OG just completely shut down Jamal Murray, which was strange. And for that one day, you know, Yogi kind of outplayed Tyler. It was just the it was a weird, strange day. It would have never happened. It was a fluke. 90, 99 out of 100, that UK team rolls out you. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a weird one. But, um, yeah, I can't – there are few and far between, so I'm not too worried. But, Scooter, go ahead take a victory lap to your last NCAA tournament win back in – I was just going to say, I feel, I feel this exact same way about the watch shot game. I think Kentucky wins 99 out of 100 of those. I'm, I'm being facetious about the tournament I, game. I'm not. Uh, in 16, I do think Kentucky was better than IU and would win more than not. But uh, that IU, it was a bad matchup. I mean, you, IU kind of was like a similar Kentucky team, except just kind of where Kentucky was maybe a little better offensively. You all were the more defensive version, and you had the more physical and aggressive big, which was not uh, a recipe for success with that UK team that had Scal Labissier as the anchor. But, Man, yeah, that's ancient history. Certainly Indi that's not IU's last tournament win, right? In Indiana in the tournament. What's that like? Well, big one tonight for your Hoosiers. Yeah. I don't feel like it feels like a tournament game to some degree. Because yeah. you're not going to win at Purdue. You no. know, I was wrong about it in Bloomington, but I'm not going to be wrong about it this time. And I think you'll probably agree with me that time. Yeah. And then if you lose to Rutgers, you lose to Purdue, then that in that Big Ten tournament game, then there's a huge ton of pressure on that one. So, yeah, I think tonight's a must win. We, we If we lose tonight and Purdue, we have to win two in the Big Ten tournament. And you all – but the – Roush, to be fair, the Hoosiers are always a threat at the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they have as many Big Ten tournament wins as NCAA tournament wins since 2016. 
Yeah, I think they've won the Big Ten tournament as many times as Kentucky has, if I'm not mistaken. That's true. That's correct. Kentucky and IU, the same amount as Big Ten oh, tournament championships. That's you know what I'm going to get to do tonight, TJ? I'm going to get to live bet this game. Come on. <laughs> um, which, you know, we dump on uh, the state of Kentucky for having a lot of really dumb laws. Uh, but people forget that even though Indiana has sports gambling, they do have the dumbest law, which is you can't buy cold beer at a gas station. So stupid. Makes no sense. Just It's it's just a, an inconvenience. Very That's dumb. All. Yeah. I've always thought that. What's their rationale behind it, Scoots? Do you have any idea? Yeah, tell I, us about it. Boston. I guess probably just to crack down on drinking and driving. I mean, if you can't get a cold beer from the gas station, it it's going to lessen the chances that you actually grab a cold one to drink on the way home. I love the thought of like some Indiana guy who is willing to break the law to drink an open container in his car, but he gets to the gas station and he's like, well, shucks, it's not cold. So I'm just going to stay sober then. But you know, it really doesn't make sense though, because in the liquor stores, you can buy singles that are cold in Indiana. <laughs> It's so, so dumb. it really is dumb. It's like if you just find the right place. And I actually went to a gas station the other day here in Indiana. They had beer in a cooler, but they had the cooler doors pulled off. So they weren't cold beers, but they were cold <laughs> beers. It was the wildest thing. Oh, man. It is a dumb one, though. Well, that's it. A lot of dumb laws, rules all over the country. Seems like Kentucky generally has more than most, but conversation for another day. So that, that's my takes on the defense. I don't think anybody could have too many major issues with the offense. Uh, I wish, you know, maybe Grady hit a few more shots. I love seeing Wheeler have a nice yeah. offensive game. That was what I was looking for for Washington. Maybe I would have wanted a few more points or a few more buckets. But uh, besides that, I think you could you could see the flashes that make him so great. So great with that. Great with uh, Wheeler. I love that Ole Miss went to a zone a few times and Kentucky just instantly went to Brooks. He, Brooks gets a big blue a, a, a Dean Bona anytime he sees an opposing team go to a zone, and rightfully so. <laughs> hey, instantly, and then in the second half they went to a zone and Toppin made them pay. So, uh, one of the rare times, Roush, that you have a team, a cow team that like truly and totally cannot be zoned. Uh, we've seen zones be a real pest in, in previous seasons, but not this year. So offensively, nope. I was very pleased with the Cats and. Uh, you know, grading, mean, grading mints, I've got no long-term concerns for. So the other people that had big games yesterday, those were the ones I wanted to see have nice games. Yeah, it would have been cool if uh, the seniors just, like, had a barrage of threes and, you know, were able to go out as the conquering heroes. But Kentucky shot 60%. They had 18 assists on 33 made field goals, which is, like, 54.5%, if my math serves me correct. It's correct. I, I got the calculator out. But uh, – to your point, like we we wanted to see the Tata uh, come out and and have a big game. He looked comfortable out there. He didn't play as many minutes. Uh, they, they held him to only twenty three, uh, but you did feel like you got a full dose of Xavier Wheeler. Who, uh, I mean, he just he looked confident back on the court again. It got it looked like he was doing the thing where he was moving faster than everybody else out there, and, and that's it's like okay, that's that's Wheeler. That's the Wheeler we know and love. He's back. Tata's making some shots. So uh, I wouldn't say that everything we asked for and demanded for yesterday came true, but pretty close uh, outside of that cover. 
And uh, Oscar keeps up with his averages. It wasn't like a totally eye-popping from a national standpoint. But... 18-15. I, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> again, the fact that did we're you not... Hear, did you hear Cal after the game? Well, he was kind of saying Oscar needed to be a little better. Yeah, he was kind of like, Oscar got bullied. And, you know, he would always follow it up with, but you know what, though? He had 18 and 15, and we didn't even think he played good. Just uh, how great is this guy? I mean, it was it was pretty funny. And I was I was driving up uh, to Indy at the time, so I listened to his, his post-game Zoom with reporters and then his radio comments afterwards. And the dude should host a four-hour radio show. He's like one of those guys that can do the same hour of radio almost verbatim four different times and just like reset it and go over and over again. It's crazy. I agree with that, Roush. I agree. <laughs> he just – it was it was like – and even when uh, Tom Leach asked him something kind of different, he, he like said a nice sentence and then – how about and then just went completely back to what he wanted to say. It was it's 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 hilarious, but also impressive. Yeah, I've said that like he practices on the media, sees kind of what sticks, what what catches, and then he'll go and kind of polish up what didn't sound so great, and then he'll definitely play the hits. If something gets a laugh, you can almost guarantee he's going to to say the same thing with Leach. I don't think he was, and I don't. I think the sentiment was correct with Oscar like I was not overly thrilled with Oscar's defensive performance uh now like did he get pushed around by definition no I don't think he really got pushed around he was just out of place more than anything but he still did have 18 and 15 which was uh, pretty impressive and he knocked down a couple of those jumpers which I think is is nice to see and that was one thing with Wheeler that like I know fans out there do not want to see him take any shots doesn't matter if he's open not open. I, I, you know, I think most people would say, yeah, he's pretty solid getting into the paint and finishing, which not a lot of people would have expected, but he is a crafty finisher for his size. Obviously you'd have to be, but any open shot that he gets, if that makes the defense, if that makes the opposing team's coach think just for even a split second, okay, maybe you need to not give him that much space. If it closes the gap on the defender and Wheeler, it only benefits Kentucky each and every time Wheeler hits an open shot because it may just make that defender have to creep out a little bit further, a little bit further, and the closer he gets to Wheeler and the more that he overplays Wheeler, you cannot stay in front of that dude. So he will get by you. And once Wheeler gets by you, this offense is completely and totally unguardable. Generally, it takes two passes. You'll find somebody on the perimeter, and they'll knock down a three in your eye. And if they happen to miss it, it'll be you'll have the best rebounder in college basketball waiting in the paint to get it so it is a good thing when wheeler makes open shots i know a lot of you all don't like him to see don't like to see him but if defenses are going to give it to him he needs to be able to hit him i know he's not a great shooter i know he'll have another bad game where he couldn't hit squat but he's got to be able to make that shot when it's there i was happy to see it go down a few times last night with no. The thing with Wheeler is he reminds me a lot of Xavier Johnson for Indi Indiana's point guard. Just the fans are constantly clamoring about not wanting to see him shoot threes. But then he Wheeler has a night like he did last night, two of three. You got to keep the defense honest. That's exactly what he's doing by making those shots. So you want to see Severe Wheeler take those shots, and you want to see him be confident when he takes those shots. It's just unfortunate that you've got a significant – portion of the fan base that's no they don't want to see him shoot and it's the same way with xavier johnson and in indiana it's just frustrating like the, they're, they're basketball players let them go out and hit a shot they've hit shots their whole life 
Yeah, I, and I get it to an extent. Like, you know, it, there's the, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, there, there was a, a couple moments. I, when he banked in that shot, I guess it was against Arkansas. He had like a banked in three. That was, he, he's the ultimate no, 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 yes, yes, yes kind of shooter. And so I, I'm not I, I'm not going to get all hot and bothered just because Wheeler's taking a few more shots. That's the game to do it. He's got he's got his confidence back. Um, love to see it from him. Well, my overall point, though, is like every game is the game to do it. Like if you're open, yeah. you just have to be able to make that shot. So you can't make it if you don't take it. Like and maybe if a shot was just like slight, like ten percent prettier, because it is, it's not, it's it's not a thing That's of beauty. Yeah. They're not gonna, yeah. they're not gonna hang that form in the, uh, in a museum. I can, I can promise you that. But he, it, folks, I know it's gonna be frustrating for you all. But if teams are gonna play off of him, he's got to knock it down. Um, if it's like twenty six seconds in the shot clock, is that the time to do? You know, you can make a case for that. But you also don't want it to be like a desperation shot. I'm just talking about that where he's at the perimeter and he's set and there's nobody within like five feet of him, six feet of him, then yes, I'm okay with him taking that shot. I'm really all right with almost anybody on this team taking open shots. They're D1 basketball players playing at the University of Kentucky, a top 10 UK team. They should be able to hit open shots. All that being said, our boy Lance Ware can't hit anything. He that poor guy, like oh, he just like so many layups. Just he's got the he's got the touch of somebody that has cinder blocks for hands. But. Cal was Cal was saying in the post game last night that he wants to get Damian Collins in more at the four, which will allow them to play Lance at the five. Yeah, yeah. I mean Lance Lance almost exclusively does play the five when he's in, but. And he plays hard. I think like he's a smart player. I think he knows where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to be there. But that missed oop, where like it looked like he was almost passing it to Toppin, but like just one, dunk it ideally. Two, just make it. Three, don't airball it. Whatever you do, you're at point blank yeah. range. You can't airball that one. And then it actually ended up kind of you know hurting Kentucky. Missed it. Toppin got it on the other end, got fouled, and then he only made one or two free throws. So uh, stuff like that matters. He plays hard, but yeah, obviously you need Oscar on the floor as much as you can. That's happy to see Damien get some clock, though. Yeah, uh, Cal said that Damien is going to be the key to this. He's going to have one. He's shooting a shot now. He's calling a Damien Collins game in the NCAA tournament. Do you think? Checks out. All right, I, I got a I got a question about somebody we haven't even talked about at all today, and I'm curious your opinion. So let's go to a break. We'll come back. I'll ask you that question, that very important question. We'll read some of the text on the Thornton text line, and we'll do whatever else we got to do on today's Kentucky Roll Call. We're glad that you're tuned in with us. It's March. The Cats won a basketball game, and everything is looking good. We'll be back. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Those goofy bastards are just about the best thing I've got going in this crazy world.
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Nick Roush is in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. He'll be ducking in and out during the show at different times throughout today. A very muffled and subdued roll call. Yeah, there's 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 more than three people in here now. So, you know. Sounds like a missed opportunity. opportunity. Yeah, just like, yeah, this is a little, like, uh, ground campaign here. It's free advertising, bro. Exactly. Lay your hair down. Just scream. It's a grill of marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to my radio show. Just go pull somebody. Go get us somebody. Just go grab somebody and come on the air. We can talk about some NFL player. You all were talking about an IU wide receiver I'd never heard of yesterday or during this last break. You never you remember. Fry, Fry you remember Fogle. Yeah, you remember the Fry guy from when they were good. He oh, was yeah. he was the okay. best receiver from the good year. And then gotcha. he stuck around. He was a big dumb dumb. Should have left. Should have sold a stonk high. Instead, who? Oh, a little bit lower after last year for that Indiana football team. Yeah, uh, uh, Kentucky had more wins, didn't they, in the regular season? Justin. Hey, you know what? You all can suck it. Fry Fogle is at the NFL Combine, so he obviously sold his stonks high enough, pal. Okay? I was just asking what ended up happening in the win total. We don't need to discuss the records. It's irrelevant at this point. What's in the past is in the past. The future's brighter. We'll get three wins next year. Windiana, baby. Uh, hey, I uh, video a friend just sent me a video, and it is a cool one. The progress at Top Golf. Have you seen it in Louisville? Ooh. Ooh, no, I haven't yet. It's really coming together. Mm. It's, it's coming together. It to be open. Don't know. Mm. Okay. Great question. I think maybe, maybe spring of next year, but um, I, I thought that's what it was. It was like spring of 2023, but you know. I think that's right. Yeah. But they've pretty much got like the whole structure built at least the like the the bays the bones yeah they've got the bays and like the restaurant and stuff like that they've got the bones of that and then next i guess you know it'll be the course or the the little layout and then uh you start to to put in the amenities it should be should be swell only took about seven years to get it (laughs) remember that time those guys dressed up as the the hearstborn residents for halloween man that was such a great halloween costume yeah, one of the all-timers. Just old-timers, all-timers. That one was funny. You think they'll uh, – maybe Salsaritas can get, like, a food truck to hang outside the, the top golf. What about that? Shoot. I, I would never leave. All that hot salsa, all that guacamole. Man. Although, you, I, I would get cheese on my hands and the clubs, though. That would be the only problem. Yeah, I think Top Golf has pretty good food, but it's not Salsarita's good. I tell you that much. I tell you that much right now. There's two locations in Louisville. No word if there's going to be a Top Golf location, but you can always just drive right down Shelbyville Road, really one way or another at that point. Uh, check out the Middletown location or the St. Matthews location, and you can eat like a king or a queen. Get some burritos, quesadillas, nachos spicy salsa wildly addictive chips you'll love it check out one of their two locations and download that app it's customer appreciation month you buy two entrees you're going to get one free at salseritas but i promise you you download that app you're going to get little gifts little knickknacks here and there free things salseritas very generous we love them you will as well all right roush the question i wanted to ask you 
was did we see Dante Allen sit on the bench for the last time in Rupp Arena last night? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I meant to ask. I had it written down yesterday to say, will this be the last time Dante Allen plays in Rupp Arena? Well, then he ended up not not playing. Mm. He didn't get in, right? I don't have the box score in front of me. Uh, No. He did not get in. Yeah, I don't remember him. I don't remember him being in. Is that the last time, though, we see him as a Wildcat in Rupp? I don't know. The nil checks are still cashing. Is he going to be able to make those videos if he goes somewhere else, like Xavier? Uh, that's a good question. Here's the thing, though. Could Dante Allen still... It's, a, it's, a, it's, all, it's all... Like, how marketable is he right now? Like, I know marketable, but hasn't really gotten a lot of playing time this season. And is that, is he as marketable, less marketable, more marketable if he goes to somewhere close? I don't, you know, I don't think he could go to like a UCLA and that really help his, his value, at least from a nil standpoint, money wise, although maybe that's a bad comparison because it's LA, but I think he'd need to stay somewhat local where, businesses companies in the area that are familiar with him are going to be more likely to sign nil i do agree that i think nil is going to be a big factor in this and that's funny talking about that that like that's going to be a thing for a lot of players is well maybe i'm not as happy here or maybe i i don't get as much playing time as i'd like but how can i complain when i'm making this much money that's going to be a conversation that happens in college athletics is already happening in college athletics but stop shying away from the question all right buddy Give me an answer. Um, no, no, I think he's hanging around. I think we got ourselves, uh, even though you hear from maybe some disgruntled uh, parents or relatives, uh, ultimately I think it's it's he's never seemed too unhappy. Um, maybe he's just getting the Derek Willis treatment and then if not, like, like, why would you transfer when you get the chance to go to the Bahamas in freaking London? You know, like, I'm sorry, I, I'm not leaving. Like, he's got a pretty sweet setup, um, even if it does and in, doesn't include a lot of playing time. So, if I'm in his shoes, I'm hanging around. I think he'll hang around and try to have like the team's going to be pretty damn good next year. I think he'll hang around and then try to have that impact as a as a senior. Hey, I bet nobody expected that that we would have some Dante Allen discussion in a game that he didn't play. Look at that. We're turning into sports talk radio right before everybody's eyes, Roush. TJ, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, Roush, Roush gave his scenario if he was in Dante Allen's shoes. What about you? If you were in Dante Allen's shoes, what are you doing? Well, I'm a huge Kentucky fan, so I would do the thing that – that kept me at UK. Yeah. Uh, so easier, easier said than done for me. I thought I, I agree with Roush. I wish I could have like a hot take and disagree, but ultimately it's just a personal decision and one that will have to juggle finances. But if there's some people that they won't care about the money, they just want to play and he's sick of not playing. So he'll step, take a step down to a smaller school and get a ton of playing time and be a starter. Maybe that's what will make him happy. There's other people that will say, but maybe he isn't. You know, maybe deep down in his core, he is a huge Cats fan. And this he, he's, like Roush said, all this noise is coming from other people, not so much Dante. That could be a possibility uh, as well. But I think ultimately, I agree with Roush. I think ultimately he probably hangs around and just says this is, this is you know, I'm in no better spot to eventually play professionally somewhere. This, this 
will get me shaped and molded and Exactly. If he wants to buy into the fact that someday he could have a Derek Willis role, he could win Kentucky a game. Heck, who's would anybody be completely and totally floored if he won UK a game this year? I nope. it'd, it'd be surprising. Like you wouldn't. I don't think anybody would predict it going into a game. But he could go in there and hit two big threes, or you never know. This team's strange. It could be anybody on almost any given night. So I think he'll hang around, but. It's a, it's a guess. Nobody can get inside his brain and know what's important enough to him. But I do think if if he does hang around, that's, you know, he'll probably finish his whole career at Kentucky and uh, either transfer and that's that, or I think he'll stick around and that will probably showcase that he, he'll he'll finish as a Wildcat, which I think I do like that people kind of calm down on it more this year. And I think it's one, because the team's good. Two, he's been given opportunities, hasn't always – hit shots in those opportunities and three, I think people just kind of realize that his, his level, his caliber of, of talent, and he's a great shooter. Uh, you know, unfortunately they haven't, he hasn't hit as many this year as he, as we would have liked and not as high as a percentage. He's just so slow defensively. Uh, so I think that's part of the reason too, is that team's good. You don't, there's not a need for him. There's not a mystery really surrounding him. And I think people are also kind of figuring out what kind of player he is. And it's one that shouldn't be getting a ton of minutes. Well, and that's the right, that's the right decision for Dante, in my opinion, just to stay at Kentucky. You're constantly surrounded by NBA guys that guys that are going to play at the next level. All you got to do is figure that defense out and just get a little better at the college level. And yeah, I agree. Dante could, he could be one of those NBA guys. Is that a stretch? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But if, if he comes in and he's he's the guy or one of the guys next year or the following year, who knows? Who knows with Dante? I, I do think he should stay at Kentucky. Okay. Oh, well, man. Who knew we would have such such Dante Allen talk today? Gosh. Crazy. I, I did cross – you know, we talked to the seniors and it would be Ty Ty's last game at Rupp Arena and we're not so sure about Wheeler or Oscar or anything like that. But I, I was curious, like, will this be the last time that Dante Allen, who's been such a topic of conversation, will, will that be the last time we saw him in Rupp? But I was, I was thinking last night, can Grady come back another year due to COVID or no? No, this is his COVID year. Cause he played all four years at Davidson. Um, Mintz is his, but I think the rest of them, like, could use that extra year. I know there's also been uh, Bryce Hopkins scuttlebutt. So that that month of April with the transfer portal going in, going out, like uh, that's uh, that's something that I, I, you know we, we we've dealt with a little bit on the basketball end. I think more so in football, but that's going to be uh, make April eventful regardless of how the season ends. Now oh, you hearing some scuttlebutt? Old Bryce may may dip out of town. That's the just the you know the whispers that they, they get louder and then they get quieter depending on how much he's playing or what he's doing. So um, I, I think Cal is is doing what he can to make sure that those like him and Damian don't feel neglected. Um, and I think that's a it's a wise play on his part because those guys could be really good players for you after having like a year to kind of get their feet wet. Interesting. Uh, I know that there's been some. There have been some whispers that a forward would look to maybe at some other options after this year, and people were debating if it was Bryce Hopkins or Damian Collins because those would seem to be the easy two options in that regard, and both highly ranked recruits not getting a ton of minutes. 
So I was wondering who it was between those two, but sounds like you just spilled the baked beans, buddy. Mm, baked beans. Um, man, we'll you know who? What? We'll what take that, an Justin? assembly. Oh, great, Justin. I'll let him know. Okay. <laughs> he can play for three head coaches instead of one. That's right. Um, uh, you know who who isn't playing or who didn't play last night? Malik Williams. He didn't make the trip to Blacksburg. Nobody on Louisville played, apparently. Well, if it, it it is it is as desperate as times get for U of L and their tournament hopes, point blank period. If they don't take care of business at home, Virginia, then I think you just can forget about it. I think I don't even think it matters what they do in Brooklyn. Uh, they have to beat Virginia Saturday to even have a chance at the NCAA tournament. Uh, it's really getting dark over there, Roush. Dark time. Did uh, that that's a question. Has Louisville ever beaten Virginia in basketball? Yes, they've. I think they've beaten them twice since they've been in the ACC. One was the Mathieu game, and then another one. I think they won, not comfortably, but they won. It didn't come down to the wire necessarily. Yeah. Oh, man, a ma- mango. Was it a bank shot too? It was a really dumb shot. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it banked in, but it was his like classic elbow shot that he loved taking um, and didn't hit it the highest clip but he made that one yeah they they what they lose about 32 last night Something yeah like real shame the cats didn't get a chance to to beat them down yeah if kentucky what if they rescheduled that game for say this weekend as opposed to like playing in december the game wouldn't have been so bad but if you play it this weekend kentucky probably wins by 50 no, i think it could have been Pretty bad in December, too. Uh, it would have been. It would have been, but not as bad. I mean, Kentucky's rolling right now in Louisville's, I mean, the playing the oh, work. They, they've, to- they've totally quit. Yeah, yeah, these last two games have been easy money, betting against the cards. And then Malik Williams, goodness gracious, he rightfully show, so should go down as one of the most dislikable cards for U of L fans. Uh, had been there forever. U of L, supposedly he's always just kind of been more of a distraction has gotten chances, has gotten starters minutes, has started, has been a captain, and then you, I mean, just totally, totally quit. Uh, what does it say? Gosh, you, we keep saying this, but it's like, where is the bottom here for U of L? And then they get beat by 32, and none of their players are even trying. Some players just didn't even show up, and it's, uh, it's a disaster. What, hey, I got a wacky Wednesday idea. What Ooh. if they, what if Louisville players are driving over to Indiana? betting against their team that way they're just getting killed because i mean they're i mean to be honest with you i'm I'm being facetious here but the vegas lines have not even been close for the last half month or so yeah it's uh they've waved they've waved the white flag the season can't really end soon enough uh the funny thing is though they'll play in brooklyn on that tuesday night game and they'll uh what if they win like you know they're gonna be playing another really really bad team then they'll have well. to was Virginia Tech a good team? Virginia Tech. Yeah, that's, that's the point. thing. They they can't even beat a bad team. That's a good point. <laughs> Cats locked up a, another undefeated year at Rupp Arena. Yeah. I think that's the sixth great. under John Calipari. Six out of thirteen, so one more, and he could get to fifty percent. Which those poor season t- ticket holders just having to watch undefeated seasons. <laughs> poor poor bastards. Did not. Oh. Did I hear last night that there's been 14 undefeated seasons at home in Kentucky history? I did not hear that. Or Cal I has that. six of them. That, that would <laughs> yeah. be impressive if that's the case. 
Yeah, that's just it, it is. I mean, it's wild. It's like all you could ever ask for. Like, hey, you can't really control stuff on the road or on neutral sites, but you can take care of business at home and you're going to have a pretty darn good season. Well, guess what? Once again, Kentucky is taking care of business at home and it's going to be a pretty darn good season. So what are the six? 10, 11, 12, 15. 16 was the was the surprising 16 in this year. Yeah, I know 17 mm-hmm. lost to UCLA and maybe another one, but uh, they lost to Kansas and UCLA that year. Okay. The that uh yeah, 16 that is a little bit of a surprise, but 16 team again, just not a needed just one just needed another big, not a great matchup against the Hoosiers. They were an all right team though. But it's incredible. And doesn't it's not unappreciated for me. Roush, I enjoyed the joke. For such a terrible atmosphere, sleepy <laughs> environment, bad schedule, terrible experience, expensive ice cream, UK finds a way somehow. Oh, no, it's it's the ice cream is bad though. It's standing not. standing on that hill, dying on it, um, admirably. It's just uh, it's it's just fun to have like an anti rupp arena take right now. But for all the anti rupp arena takes, but no no cash anymore. Oh. That that's going to be a fun take. So the next, if if Kentucky goes a little while without an undefeated season, it's because they're not accepting cash. So I'm gonna I'm bookmarking this take now. Uh, seven years from now, we're gonna we're gonna circle back on uh, uh, another KRC. You don't oh. think Kentucky goes undefeated at home in the next seven years, Ralph? What yeah. kind of fan are you? D- d- damn it, Justin! Will you just let me have this moment to be have a stupid take, okay? Oh, also though, I, for real, it is impressive. UK is able to be undefeated at home with this ugly court though we all can admit to that <laughs> yes we can <laughs> uh there, there there's the one thing i want about it Rupert. i don't really care it, it doesn't look good i'm surprised uk just allows that to be the the court because they talk about how they're the best they're the gold, gold standard in college basketball and they've got a court that that saint x's isn't as good at no. oh yeah shout out to the tigers they just oh they eliminated it. they eliminated manual <laughs> The sun rises in the east and that's in the west. And the Sanex Tigers have eliminated. Oh, that's so funny. It was in overtime, too. One point went in overtime. Man, that's great. Gosh. Wow. Uh, that is uh, All right, Romania, uh, we're crimson. Um, we got some interviews to do. We've got yeah. a break to get to. We'll get to the Thornton sex line. When we return, this is yep. Kentucky Roll Call and Big Action. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Well, well, well. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen as Nick Roush roams the halls of the NFL Combine. Um, Normally that stuff's broadcasted. I wonder if I could, now that since Roush is gone, we all are working from different spots, but I wonder if I could get that on. It'd be kind of fun if during Kentucky Roll Call, if Roush asked 
dropped like a roll call during a question or something like that. He he was whispering roll call to start the show, so I doubt that's going to happen. He could either, he could work it into a question, like when you're what, what's the the roll call for a normal NFL draft prospect or something like that. <laughs> Just subtly, Just it wouldn't subtly. be very good. Yeah, I got yeah, you. It, it, I wouldn't got be, you. it wouldn't be very good. But welcome back. So it'll be Justin and myself running things until Ralph did say he will pop in at some point, but uh, we don't know exactly when. So in the meantime, we've got plenty of college basketball to talk about. We have a very full Thornton's text line. And let me remind you, on your way into the office this morning, if you're not already there, pop by Thornton's and get yourself a delicious breakfast or maybe in a couple hours, you're it's going to be an early lunch. I find that happening far too often. Justin is at like eleven o'clock. I'm I'm starving. Same. So I eat, maybe sometimes overeat, and then at like five or six, I'm hungry again. And it's just uh, you know I know you should probably eat earlier dinner, so that's not so much an issue. But I wish I could split up my day a little better, make it further in the day. But at whatever point of the day it is, even at night, middle of the night. Thornton's is going to have some delicious food out for you. Everything you think about gas station food, not at Thornton's. They've got chefs. Justin's like friends with some of them, the ones he goes to. And it is, you won't be disappointed. No. Good stuff. They're uh, they're croissant sandwiches. Unbelievable. Uh, Nothing like a good flaky croissant. Uh, Speaking of flaky, what'd you think of the Purdue-Wisconsin game? Uh, so I caught a majority of the end of that game. That was a good game. Uh, Wisconsin, I, I can't believe Wisconsin's as good as they are, if we're being honest. I mean, they're, they're old. They've got a lot of old pieces, guys that have been around the program for a while. But in terms of just sheer talent, I think Purdue's the better team. So I was a little surprised that Wisconsin was able to get that done, but they're going to win the Big Ten. So, Yeah, it was an awesome game. Yeah. The, the back and forth to it. I don't... I don't know. I don't know if that one matters for UK and seeding or not. I am of the mindset that a win Saturday against Florida, UK is a two seed, probably a top six, one of the top six seeds. And it doesn't matter what they do in Tampa. But it does matter what everyone else does. I mean, you got a loss from Kansas last night. That could play huge down the stretch. They're a spot ahead of you in the AP poll. It's all about what the teams in front of Kentucky do, if we're being honest. Because you know Kentucky's going to take care of business. You and I both know that. Well, I was going to get to the Kansas game. The AP poll doesn't really so much matter with seeding and stuff like that. But I get right. I get what you're saying. I'm talking just from a Kentucky standpoint. You are right. What other teams do that will impact UK? You win on Saturday. You're a two seed at worst. You're yeah. a two seed. And if it's anything else, then that's going to be egregious and. Yeah, nothing really should ever surprise anybody from the selection committee, but you stack up UK's resume. There are a few that are that are better. That's it. Then it's Kentucky. And so it shouldn't be jumped. Now, a loss on Friday or on Saturday, excuse me, that doesn't mean I don't think Kentucky will or could be a two seed. I just think you probably couldn't lose on Friday in the SEC tournament. That would get you in some trouble maybe, maybe then you drop to a three seed. But I think all things considered, I feel pretty solid about Kentucky being a number two, a solid number two, a nice big solid number two, Justin. Yep. No, I agree with that. I mean, a three is really at this point unacceptable. Uh, one, I think, is still on the table. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, either way, Kentucky's going to have a great seed. They're going to have a, probably a pretty good bracket and a chance to to go to the Final Four, if not better. So, that's, yeah. that's what else can you ask for? 
if you win your next four, win at Florida, and then you win the SEC tournament, you are a one seed. That the these things I think are just factual. Yeah. It, not hot take radio by any stretch of the imagination. I just think those are true statements. You win Saturday, you're locked in as a two, regardless of what happens. You win Saturday, and then you win the SEC tournament, you are a one. Uh, there there wouldn't be four better resumes than Kentucky at that point. So that's that's seeding talk for you. Uh, now I see why Roush wanted to go interview Matt Corral so badly. Because he thinks that? he's going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Say, say it again? Oh, is he? They're going to draft him? He thinks that. He, he, Roush is reporting that Matt Corral says he's met with the Steelers. Hmm. There so are, there's worse options. Oh, I totally agree. Like Cal uh, Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> For, Car- for, Carson Wentz, maybe. Yeah, for for starters, there. <laughs> uh, it, I don't think you know everybody's made about how this is a terrible quarterback draft class. Blah blah blah. I, I would say I, I think he would be if I were to take a quarterback this class. I think it'd be him. Yeah. Uh, we don't he, really get into the draft talk all that much, and rightfully so because it's boring and you get it a million other places. But you know he, you know what he seems like. He seems like he would be just a lights out. Um, What's that new football league that's starting in April? The uh, the USFL? USFL, yeah. Matt Corral seems like he would be a phenomenal quarterback in the UFSL, USFL. It's that gimmicky fo- type of football. Just launch it, score as many points as you can. People forget how good Matt Corral is with his legs. Uh, that's going to be, uh, you know, he'll benefit from that in the NFL for sure. So we'll see. Enough NFL draft talk, though. Roush will come back. He'll have something he thinks is going to be like, you know, super newsworthy, <laughs> and we'll just have to kind of like act interested. You know, let's how- go to a break. I'll give it to you after the break. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the Thornton's text line. A texter says, "Once Drew moved away from going after one and duns and took more transfers, they really took off." Talking about Scott Drew, I guess. Coming back to our conversation about how we kind of laughed at U of L for thinking that they they could get him. Trevor listened to yesterday's show and he just said, I just think you got to make, if you can, if you can get him on the phone, you got to make that call. Yes, I agree with that. Their sentiment was more about how U of L is a significantly better job. Normal times, sure. These are not normal times for the University of Louisville. Not even close. And I can't imagine as he is competing to go back to back for the first time since Florida. In 06 and 07, that he's couldn't maybe help but notice that U of L lost by 32 to Virginia Tech. Well, and this and this next text is even more reason why Scott Drew should not leave. It says, "Let's not forget that Big Red, the soda, not the mascot, started in Waco. How could Scott Drew leave that?" Agreed. Uh, I'm not a Big Red guy, though. You you're out of control. It's the best soft drink ever made. It's just not true, unfortunately. It is. No, it is. It is. What'd you think of, speaking of Big Red, although I know this isn't Big Red, what'd you think of Wisconsin storming the floor? Did they really? I missed that. That's ridiculous. Well, what, number 10 beats number 8? That is ridiculous. I've, I've always said, if you're a top 25 team, you can't rush the floor. Wow, I'm so glad I didn't see that. I'm I'm interested in Roush's take on it as well. The Barstool guys were there, and Big Cat, he's a Wisconsin guy, obviously. So I, I think that may have had something to do with it. Like they provoked the rush, but also they would have, you know, they did win the Big Ten. That's true. Yeah, no, that's true. You're right. 
but still. Yes, you don't rush yeah, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really care. I don't get worked up about it. But it was uh, it was interesting. I had to make a, a joke because people I love the I love the rushing the court police. The people are the people that like whine about it. Like, I can't believe they rushed the court. They're not nearly as annoying as like, why don't we why don't people just not worry about it? Why don't you just have fun? Yeah, everybody's going to nobody cares. Nobody's going to cry in bed because a team stormed the court. But it's fun to make fun of. So we do that. And we have a good time doing that. Another texture on the Thornton's text line says, the smell and feeling of spring in March is literally the definition of ultimate good vibes. Just great mood all around. I agree. Yesterday was beautiful. Well, and that, yeah, though, I mean, the weather, the way it is, it's going to be almost, I think it's going to touch 70 today. No, I think we're, I think we're not only touching it. I think we're, I think we're getting into it. Come on. I think we're getting into the depths of the 70s. We're getting there. It'll be another gorgeous day. I've got to do some driving across counties and whatnot. Always so much better when you can just roll the windows down. Yep. Makes makes it so much more enjoyable. And it makes you feel like it's March, too. And important basketball games. And that conference play, I think it maybe has already started, but uh, 1130 today. So kind of getting into the stretch of where you turn on the TV in the middle of the day, and boom, you got basketball. Woohoo! Very exciting. A texter says, how many push-ups can you all do in a row with zero breaks? Well, let's see. I'm just kidding. Uh, probably 40. We, this is like back probably in 14 or 15, we drunkenly at a, in a lake weekend Got into like a big push-up contest. I think then I could do like seventy or eighty. Oh wow! Um, it wasn't. I was impressed. I like I I would never in a million years thought I could do it. That being said, I no, I cannot imagine that number would be that. I would hope that I could do fifty in a row, but I don't think that's a guarantee. Yeah, I think forty was a little on the low end for me. I I wouldn't. I, it could be a situation where I'd surprise myself like you did in that situation, but. I think 40 is the safe number. Oh, and boy, had we been drinking, too. I think that was maybe more <laughs> of the surprise that like I hadn't thrown up on the spot or anything like that well, as well. So. Well, now it makes sense because you couldn't feel the pain of the push-up. So I get it. How many, what do you think, over, under on Roush's number that he would say? 85. No, he's he would be like, I've got long, you know, i got long arms and I'm yeah. a bigger guy. Push-ups are hard. I bet he'd say like 30. And then, you know, we may like snicker at that number and he would, he would, uh, he'd like get defensive about it. <laughs> I could see that being the thing. I, I think that's, I think that's probably where, how that conversation would go. A texter says, I just cannot wait to be watching March Madness and seeing seven other scores being shown in the top right corner. Nothing better. There is literally nothing better. And then just the CBS March Madness music. Yeah. And, and then, then you gotta you gotta scramble, keep your eye on which games are close to to flip over to them if necessary. Ah, uh, there's nothing like memories for me throughout decades of just like watching with friends. Somebody notices that a game is close, so flip it over to this one. Got to get to that one. Get this TV on that one, and the rush of watching a last second shot. And then guess what? You may notice like three seconds later in the top right corner, oh, this one's getting down to the wire. Flip it over to that one. Folks, we're there. We did, did it. Did you all do the thing in school where you watched the March Madness? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so that, cool that was always 
that was always fun when you had to tell your teacher that there was a game close. Like, yo, can we flip it over to this one? Yeah, you'd have some cool teachers that let you do it. There'd be some that wouldn't. There'd be some that like weren't cool teachers, but they'd be like, all right, we'll sneak it on just for the final five minutes. And you'd be like, oh my gosh, it'd be the craziest thing in the world. Uh, and then the ones that wouldn't let you do it, I would sneak in. You, you remember those portable TVs, like the, oh, the yeah. really big antennas, and they were like, you know, you could hold them in your hands. I, I would sneak those into like the bathroom and try to turn on a game during March Madness, <laughs> and that was always a really exciting time. I had a friend who never got jugged at Saint X. I, I didn't get jugged at Saint X either. No, no big deal. But that's the the detentions for high school. He would he's never been in trouble ever, whether high school or any level of school. And we were at Saint X, which I didn't. I don't think I, I snuck around the mini TV at Saint X either. The teachers would just let you, or they wouldn't. If I wasn't I wasn't going to risk getting a detention trying to catch like two minutes of a game on a crappy broadcast. So I I I played it pretty straight in high school for the most part but my buddy he was kind of the same way but i remember we were in spanish class and he had like basically like wired himself like it reminds me of the office where dwight drops all his clothes to show that he doesn't have a wire in this instance my buddy did have a wire and he like had kind of rigged up his phone to be able to play the rate no i don't even think you could do that at that time i don't think you could stream the radio from your phone I think he had like a Walkman or like a, you know, like a disc jockey or something, had it like on his person. And then we had to wear a shirt and tie every day. So you're wearing a long sleeve shirt as is, but had like made the, the headphone go through his body up his sleeve. So basically the headphone was just in the palm of his hand and he'd lay his head on the palm of his hand so like you know he'd just be sitting at his desk i'm doing it right now but doesn't make for good radio <laughs> and so it looked like he was just kind of like not dozing off necessarily but relaxing maybe a little sleepy in reality he had the cats on in his ear and i was like that is the most genius badass thing i had a lot of respect for him because that good. was that was pretty cool yeah and he was like giving updates to the class and whatnot <laughs> you, you always have to be careful of that because you don't want somebody to snitch and you didn't want somebody to catch you yeah, you, you have to be confident in who you are as a person that you got enough friends around you. Mm-hmm. And, you, and who, you, who you, your sources, who you tell. You don't need yeah. anybody snitching or ratting on you or making too big of a deal about it. A texter, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line says, so TJ, you won't be doing roll call the week of your bachelor party. If not, maybe record a Vegas podcast with your friends and post it on the Patreon. Sounds like some good content to me. I'll even buy a monthly membership slowly for that podcast i appreciate that very much patreon's dead to me though and they're never coming back and uh that also won't be happening because that group of friends rightfully so during the middle of a bachelor party in vegas isn't going to be like hey tj let's do a podcast and i wouldn't be interested in doing that either so uh that's not going to happen um at best you know maybe we could get like a, a drunken periscope after a cat's game but that probably also unlikely uh, and no, I won't be missing. I'll be missing that Friday, my birthday. And maybe I'll even call in. Who knows? But um, yeah, that would be the only day that I would miss. So Your birthday not. coming up. Yes, I do. Uh, March 11th, just a normal, ordinary, nothing special about that date. Besides me being born, obviously. And that is uh, nine days. Nine days. Big three one, first year in the 30s. 
That's when right. all your pain starts to subside. It goes down from here. Oh, is that so? Yeah. 31's I, the thirty one's the number you look for. What age is it where you get sore golfing, riding a golf cart? Uh, 32. Yeah, okay. it'll hit you hard. Man, I'm not looking forward to that. I'll tell you that no. much. A texter says, Charlie Wilson's appliance jingle goes hard. It really does. <laughs> that's, that's one of the commercials that every time I'm in studio and it plays behind me, I have to whistle it. I do not skip a time whistling Charlie Wilson's. Yeah. It's we I love I love all the commercials on the big X. Like I, they're all just, you know, anybody that keeps it tuned in all day and rightfully so, you can hear uh, the Hoosier report, you can hear Spears on Sports or the Mike Rutherford show all throughout the day on the Big X Sports Radio. All the commercials very memorable. My favorite is whoever that sexy voice is that does the Salsaritas commercial. Mm, it's okay. You, the, you, the food's a lot better than the commercial quality. It'd be funny if you came in and you were like, the Tony Vanetti one? <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, 502-414-1450. We need Toppin to regain form, particularly on the defensive end. I, I, I Sure, I want Toppin to be great as well. I actually think offensively he's been pretty good the last few games. Defensively, they tried him on Note a little bit. I thought he actually uh, thought he did okay compared, you know, comparatively for a guy who dropped 30 points. I thought he did okay. Uh, Note didn't score a ton late in the game against Kentucky, if I'm remembering correctly. But yeah, just need something out of the four position. I thought the four position was good enough last night. Justin didn't see the game, so can't expect any additional commentary there, and that's okay. Well, here's the deal. Are really are people really worried about last night's game? People were concerned that there's been a it's it's been a trend of not stellar defensive performances. Hmm. But you won by eleven. And yeah. the and and miss and Ole miss shot fifty percent, forty percent from three. But that would be that would fall into some of those people that are concerned. Why are they shooting such a high percentage? I mean, some night shots are just gonna fall. I don't know that that necessarily has to be a defensive issue. I agree. I mean, I, I agree with you, ultimately. And it Kentucky held Florida to under 60 points in the first meeting. I would imagine that's probably not going to be the case on Saturday, but like that was a good defensive performance. And then without the guards, they, they did a pretty solid job defensively against LSU, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So... I don't think you have to go back as far as people think to see a solid def defensive performance. This is a good defensive team, but like we talked about an hour one, go back and listen to the podcast. They're going to take some chances, and you get burnt at times. And when you do, you give up open shots, you give up easy shots. It's frustrating, uh, but that's just the way this team is going to play. I think ultimately it's still a good defensive team, and I really trust Calipari to be able to figure out defense more so necessarily than offense uh, come March. I don't think Kentucky's going to lose in the NCAA tournament because they just couldn't they just couldn't get stops. I don't think so. Maybe I'll be proven to be wrong on that. Uh, another texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, getting rather worried about defense. Texter says even Toppin is getting blown by. There you have it. Folks weren't happy with it, for sure. Is it time to ask if this team peaked too early because this is super uninspiring performance? When was the last time we played an A game? That's that's an annoying take. It's like Kentucky got the win. It, wins are not easy to come by in college sports. You're coming down to the end of the season, and you won. Who cares? 
You're, you send your seniors out on a win, which you couldn't do last year for Davion Mintz. So I'm good with the game last night. If you, says the person who didn't watch, but that's okay. I like your optimism. I hope Kentucky fans do as well. I, uh, I think we need we need a little bit more of it. I, yeah, this texter obviously overreacting a little bit. Kentucky makes one of probably like three or four plays on Saturday, then you win at Arkansas, one of the hottest teams in the country. So let's not act like this team it doesn't resemble something of a good basketball team. That that is a way. Way too big overreaction. Beating Alabama and LSU without your starting backcourt was impressive. And then they blew out Florida uh, mixed between that Tennessee game, which wasn't very great. They didn't peak too early. Don't worry. I wouldn't worry about that. A texter says, I'm fully convinced that no one knows what a charge is and no one knows what targeting is. It's a total guess every time. Changed my mind. Oh, that charge call last night was so bad. But to be expected, they just get it wrong all the time because they don't really know it because it's confusing. The way that it's written is confusing, and it should be eliminated. I love how they compare it to targeting. Really, the charge that Toppin got called for a block, that was that should be what a charge is. Toppin was the primary defender. That dude just bulldozed, lowered his shoulder like a bowling ball and ran directly into him, way out of control as he was falling down. That should be a charge. But, of course, they got that one wrong. Anytime a shoulder is lowered, I agree, 100% charge. Yeah. It should never be a secondary defender that gets rewarded for a charge. I always hate that. Uh, always will. Always have. A texter says, I uh, or uh, nobody says you know more than Mike Stoops. Yes, all the coaches spoke yesterday. I listened. It was cute here in Roush with every question. Nicholas Roush, KentuckySportsRadio.com. He, yeah. he says Nicholas. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. That's awesome. He doesn't really say Nicholas, but he oh, does okay. He does say Nick Roush. <laughs> I, I could see him being a Nicholas guy. And should we be offended that he doesn't say Nick Roush, Kentucky Roll Call? Yes. Because we send him to this stuff for us. Why? You know, he's, he's interviewing Matt Corral right now for KRC. Yeah. That's a KRC content exclusive. He's out on assignment. But I, I am curious when he comes back, assuming he does come back at some point today, maybe he won't. If he comes back, I do want to get his takes on what the coaches said, anything interesting from the new offensive coordinator, Mike Stoops. It, it was hearing Mike, it's funny. Mark like dismissed like the big brother, little brother. He's like, we're both old. Like, we're, you know, we're, we're the big brother, little brother. And it, it did seem, first off, Mark Stoops has gotten so much better with the media. It just seems candid. It, it's not as much like coach speak anymore. He'll do that during the, the weekly press conferences. But just, you know, hearing him talk about the hires, he he did seem almost like a little, little brother-ish where he was like, we're just, you know, that's not a big deal. Almost like dismissing it. Like, we're not going to talk about the big brother, little brother angle. And then Mike's asked about it and he's like, he just talks about how Mark's always been the baby in the family. And he's always had things come easy to him because he's the baby. And he would get away with stuff that him and his brother, that Mike and his brothers wouldn't get away with. And it was fun hearing him talk about all that stuff. Uh, and I'm sure we'll probably get more of that throughout the season, but We'll we'll leave some of that topic for Roush whenever he whenever he joins us again. That just shows to me though that Mark Stoops is comfortable, which is always something you want out of your head coach. 
Totally. Yeah. And that's the, you know, that's another thing is that like he, he was, you could tell he was nervous in the early years at Kentucky and he wasn't nearly as friendly when things weren't going as well also. And uh, has really kind of come into his own, at least with the media. It's fun hearing him and, and, and things that he has to talk about. He told the story of this was funny. And also he'll drop words that he shouldn't say that we couldn't say on radio, but uh, that's always good, clean fun too. But he was telling the story about when they found out Liam Cohen was leaving. And he said he was just making the rounds in the weight room, just said building relationships, talking to people. And Will Levis came up to him and he's like, well, what's going on? What what are we, where are things at? Uh, maybe we could actually cue up the audio. Well, nobody cusses during it. I don't know what we do about that. But find out what Mark Stoops said when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call. It actually is a pretty funny story. Uh, and how they found out that Liam was leaving. We'll come back. We'll tell that. Maybe Roush will be joining us as well. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen holding down the fort on a Wednesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. Maybe we'll be right back. Roll Call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Hey, you in my class? I am today. What was Nick Roush doing while he was gone during that segment of Kentucky Roll Call? Well, he was interviewing potential future Pittsburgh Steeler, Matt Corral. Here's what he had to say. When sharing your strengths with NFL teams, is dodging trash hurled from the stands one of them? <laughs> no, no, but I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Hey, that's the kind of content you can expect from me at the NFL Combine. Not, have you interviewed with this team? Have you done this? Um, we're talking uh, about trash being thrown by Tennessee fans at players. That, that's what we're doing. Taking, taking jabs at the old Vols. Gotta love it. How, so how's it going? How, how, how did the interview go? Uh, well, I was supposed to also talk to a Penn State wide receiver, Jahan Dotson, who... Uh, was on at Senior Bowl. I was going to be like, hey, so how come you didn't go to the Senior Bowl? Um, but then he didn't show up to the interview at all. They're just twiddling our thumbs for like 25 minutes. And then guy came out and just changed the name card. So he was in, 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 a, a no-show twice. So uh, his his draft stonks are plummeting. Not good. No, not not good. Probably uh, should should show up. Yeah, uh, that, that would... That would be my suggestion if I was uh, in his agent. Um, just just a little professional advice. Um, I also have a John Lynch, the 49ers GM, you know, the guy we just stole two coaches from. Uh, he was on good football. Already has ashes on his forehead on Ash Wednesday. Like, how? It's it's pretty early. Did you like, did they have 6 a.m. mass here in Indy? Like, that, that's impressive, John Lynch. Already showing off the ashes on Ash Wednesday. You don't think maybe he just, like, burned something in his house and was like all right i know i'm gonna be busy all day may not have time to swing by church let's just pop these bad boys on real quick or, or maybe he just ripped a heater real quick outside you think <laughs> just, like, Trevor? 
Yeah, he saw Trevor and was like, "Give me some of those ashes." Yeah, that 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 could be it as well. Hey, Nick Roush, how many push-ups could you do consecutively? Ooh, right now, um, man. Yeah, that right would be now. tough. Um, probably like twenty-three. Okay. Not not a lot. I'm 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 being completely honest. I used to like that. It used to be just like let's bang out sets of fifty. That was like a decent workout. I try. I thought I'd like. Ooh, I'll do the Herschel Walker workout one summer. Just do fifty push-ups to get like five hundred in a day. And I did it for like a week, and then it just gets boring. Um, but right now, uh, yeah, uh, maybe twenty three, twenty seven, but uh, very weak right now in all manners and aspects of it. That's what way less than we guessed. What do you think? Well, Justin, spoiler alert. I was going to say, where, where did you think we set the over-under on? <laughs> uh, probably probably really. like 38, maybe. We set it at 30, so it wasn't really way under. Um, yeah, I, but like, and if you gave me like two days just to like get used to doing push-ups, I could probably you know, get back into shape and be able to bang out 30 pretty easily. But right now, n- nada, nothing at all. Okay. All right. A texture had asked, so we we figured we'd relay <laughs> that back to you. Um, we did talk briefly. Well, I, I was going to tell the story about how Cohen Stoops found out that Cohen was leaving, and I I, I started it. I did a radio tease for it, but it'd be better if we had the Stoops audio, but we don't. So whatever. Well, uh, he also said a word we can't say on the radio. I know. So. I, I mentioned that. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, potty mouth Stoops at it again. But I had. I told that he was in the weight room. He was kind of making the rounds and he was talking to Levis and Levis was like, all right, what's the deal? Are we, we looking good? Are we not looking good with Cohen? And Stoops was saying he's been super loyal to us. He said no to these other college jobs, NFL jobs. He's a wanted man, but he's always said he needed two years here. I, I, the only thing I'm worried about is the Rams. So we'll have to see what they do. But that's it. Uh, you know, it's the Rams or he's here. I wouldn't worry too much about it. And they said, like, right at that moment, Cohen called Stoops to tell him he was taking the, the Rams job. So that he, yeah. Or I think it was just like he's got an interview for it or he's in a, they, he they want him. Probably, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the writing was kind of on the wall there. So, um, Whew. Uh, that, that, that moment was kind of funny. He also threw a jab at uh, Eric Wolford at one point. He was like talking about all of the UK's guys at the combine. He's like, man, with all those dudes up front, I could have coached the offensive line last year. So um, th- there was a few moments of levity in there. Uh, Mike Stoops said that Mark was the baby. You know, he got baby by mom. Uh, but uh, the thing that I think was most interesting, and it confirmed what we are, our kind of thoughts going into this process, is that for Cohen, the the belief was always that he was going to be here two years and then depart. And he's kind of um, like that. He basically like, I, I think that's how he's going about all of this is like, all right, Scanji, you, you, you want to come down here? Give me two years. We need to groom the next guy so that we don't have to keep going back and forth from the NFL. And it, it, it sounds like it's like, that's what's, he asked if Cohen, Cohen was willing to do that. And then it was just that opportunity was one he simply could not resist. I don't know how many opportunities like that exist for Scangarello. Um, but I think the goal here is ideally he's he's wanting these coordinators, these assistants, be here two years, groom the next guy who, if in, in this case, it would presumably be Scott Woodward, who is confirmed going to stick around as the wide receivers coach. So I, I, that was probably, um, of all of the – talk of seamless transition and speaking the same language 
Um, big picture wise, I think that was the most significant revelation from yesterday's long press conference. Love it. Love it. Uh, you, your all's website crushed it with content from all those press conferences. I know, like I mentioned, it was a long day, but uh, I, I, I left, uh, you know, that's how you should do with these press conferences. You should leave them feeling better and feeling confident. And that's why they do them for the most part. It's always really concerning if you don't, if, you, if somebody just completely uh, fails a press conference, um, that's never a good sign. But that didn't happen here. I, I like it. Yeah, and you know, yesterday I said, you know, I kind of want to figure out is is, is Scangarello going to be one of these hard asses, my way or the highway, or is he more of the players' coach mold? And without directly asking him, he, you know, he he talked about he, he's he, he the way he speaks about offense is very similar to Cohen's. Um, one thing that Stoop said is like Scangarello is going to change his terminology to fit what UK calls things. So instead of having, you know. 80 new 80 guys learn a new playbook it's the same playbook with different terminology that the coaches are going to learn that two coaches are going to learn it makes perfect sense um they're being flexible in that regard yinzer and skangarella and then also skangarella is like you know listen it's it's my job to evaluate these guys talent uh, and put them in position to succeed like i'm not here to run my system Whatever the system is, it it fits our personnel, it fits our talent, and and I think that's what you want to hear as Kentucky fans. Like last year, Liam knew, like, all right, we got Wendell Robinson and Chris Rodriguez. Let's just give them the ball all the time, and that's what they did, and it worked well. So I, I think that um, you know it's not a one size fits all approach. It's uh, custom made and custom tailored for each team, and I, and I think that's it's really encouraging to to hear from the the new guy in town. All good stuff. Uh, side note, a little bit of breaking news. Oh, breaking news. My wife brought me a Thornton's Donut. Oh, my goodness. You lucky wow. SOB. I know. Uh, huge. Just while you were just talking all UK football press conference yesterday, I was going to town on a Thornton's Donut, courtesy of my lovely wife. That was sweet of her. She dropped the baby off at uh, daycare. She's working from home today. I'm doing the show, obviously, from home today. And brings me a nice, delicious treat. Wow. What a, what a gem. What a saint. You're, you're so lucky. Not only, not only good to taste, good for you. Because <laughs> now I'm all revved up, ready to go. Well, and gas is really high right now, but if you use the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app, you're going to get a bunch of money off your gas. Well, a few cents, but every little bit matters. Well, you know, yeah, if, you, it adds up. If, if you're like, if it's your first time, they give you like 10 cents off at the beginning when you first download it. If you got a 15 gallon tank, buck mm -hmm. 50, buck 50 more gas in your tank. Just like that. I'm not a math guy, but I'll just trust you on that one. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, I don't think our defense was quite as bad as it seemed tonight. Ole Miss hit some tough shots. I agree with that. It wasn't a great de defensive performance, but I don't think it was anything that should be as alarming as some people are making it out to be. I don't think overall sentiment is all overly negative. No, no. Um, yeah. And, and like, I can't, the March excitement, I can't get like, it's like, okay, count it as a win. Let me go enjoy watching all the other crazy stuff happen around college basketball. Um, which I guess uh, you, so Providence did not get the snot beat out of them. They almost, they almost did it again at Villanova, uh, Wisconsin. They they took some of Providence's luck with those bank shots. Um, 
watching Jordan Davis follow his shot and then it goes in while he's like underneath it to catch it as it goes through the hoop. It, it that was just silly. That was I, I was very amused by that, even though I did kind of want to see Wisconsin lose. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know who I was. I didn't really care so much. I was trying to think of it from a UK seeding standpoint and. I think Kentucky's pretty much locked into Indy for the first and second round. So what Purdue does or doesn't do, I don't think matters so much. And uh, in terms of regionals, it could be pretty much anywhere, I think. But maybe Chicago is, is still in play. But Wisconsin winning, I don't. I still think you've got a better resume than, than Wisconsin. Oh, that, that Jeff Goodman's all in. Like the, I, I've come to realize like you almost have to uh, make up storylines in college athletics like at the end of seasons. So in football – it's like that Saturday before uh, rivalry weekend when a bunch of bad teams play, and then you've got to be like, well, so-and-so could be a contender. That's what they're doing with college basketball before conference tournaments start, where we have a good idea of the pecking order. There's not going to be some like significant changes unless there's some really bad losses and some really big wins. Um, but th- that's the new flavor of the month. Wisconsin's a one seed. Like that, which is it's just hilarious to me. Wisconsin in one seed. They're so hot right now. Watch out. I think they're peaking too early. They're going to get upset in the NCAA tournament. You heard it here first on KRC from Nick Roush. Uh, Lonnie, somebody sends in a screenshot of a Lonnie tweet. We always love seeing uh, Lonnie tweets. Lonnie Dem- Dem- Demari KSR. Demari, yeah. Dem- yeah, sure. <laughs> you say potato, I say Demari. And he says, I at the Geek Squad. Well, good for oh. Lonnie. He had something chirping during the press conference yesterday. Like it just, oh. like it, it, it didn't last so long, but it sounded like the old Boost Mobile, bleep, like just kept going off. It was weird. That's 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 interesting. Well, good, good, good for Lonnie. Uh, okay, another texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Not sure what all the concern is with this game. Sure, you want to win every game by hundred, but this team needed a break just to get a lead and chill, get the win. There isn't anything left to prove until the big tournament. And if you want to make a case, maybe the fact that like Ole Miss kept kind of making sure UK had to stay focused. Maybe that, maybe that was a good thing for the team instead of just old miss laying down and Kentucky winning by 30 uh, UK was constantly every time old miss would kind of get it close. UK would extend the lead back to 12, 14 points. So it, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think people are overreacting too too majorly, but some folks weren't thrilled with it. Yeah. And that's just, it happens, you know. We 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 enjoy watching our team be the snot out of people. They're pretty good at it too. They've done it a lot this year. Texter uh, says, "Can you please have Lachlan McLean on the show to talk about what it feels like to have a magical season end with a loss to a 16 seed?" I'd love it. He's he's welcome on the show anytime. Man, we do need to get like a monthly, like not all the time, but like a monthly lock segment. That would be fun. I get this. I could be wrong about this, but I get the sense that he doesn't want to do that. I, I've mentioned it to him, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, that would be something. Uh, sure, you know, let's let's keep it." And I don't ever like bugging people and being like, "Hey, you know, what about this? What about this?" So I kind of got the sense that he was, you know, let's let me have some time at Spectrum, and then we can kind of maybe see. So I haven't reached back out since then, but I'd love to have him on. He's hilarious. There's a there's also a part of me too that he's like. Um... You know, he 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 was like TJ during February and January. There's there's that bottle of booze up in the corner. He knows he can't touch it, but he's over there just like, oh man, I, I need I need some more takes. I need some more takes. And he's resistant so far, but mm, 
he's he's got to get back in the take game. He's got to. Yeah, we need him. We do need, we him. need him. A Cats text from the Thornton Stecon. Oh, Cats need to get Grady some more looks. I don't know if that means running some plays to get him open off screens or letting him go ISO, but he needs to get some more shots. Go Cats! I mean, he shot eight times, and he shot a lot at the beginning of the game too. They just weren't falling. He was doing. Yeah. He, he wasn't doing the exact shoot them all recommendation that I had, but it was close to it. They just they were missing. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't going in last night. Yeah, I. Um... <sighs> It, 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 I just hope this texture knows that, like, it's not like they're not trying to get Grady shots. Like, I, I can almost promise you that that's, I would guess that's option one is what, where can we get, how can we get Kellen open? I know it doesn't always seem that way, but like, I, I promise you, Kentucky is well aware of how good of an offensive player he is. The thing is, he can't really create his own shots. So that, that makes it a little trickier with how you use them. Mm-hmm. He can. He's not amazing at creating his own shots. Right, right. Um, what do we got next? We got a texter who says, LOL, he tries hard, and I like the kid, but Lance, where is bona fide cheeks? Oscar just cannot pick up a meaningless baby foul early on in the tourney. Like, Cal may have to really reconsider his two-foul philosophy. If Oscar were to ever pick up a second foul in the first half, he just can't sit for that long, or it may be too late. Yeah, I mean, but, like, you don't rely on Lance where to do what Oscar's doing. He had a nice block shot, but, you know, it's just – Lance is, is limited, but still. Hey, um, Texture, like I'm not going as far as calling him cheeks, okay, buddy? Yeah, get your cheeks out of here. And secondly, yeah, any team star player getting fouled is not going to be great news for said team. Uh, Oscar would be one of the few that I would actually maybe defer to Calipari's stubbornness on the two foul rule. He because he is somebody that like if he somehow picked up a a third foul in the first half, then then good night because he wouldn't be able to play the way that he need to play in the second half, and he needs to be a little aggressive as well. So he may be the one person where if he does pick up a second foul, I I think Cal may be onto something with his sit on the bench philosophy. That being said, though you. All, it's never black and white. There's gray area with all this. If Kentucky's getting killed on the glass and the game slipping away, then sure, you don't want Oscar to sit on the bench and things be too late when you finally get him back in there. So it's all situational. But uh, Lance can defend well enough. He can rebound at an okay clip. He just you can't. He's not going to score for you. Yeah, uh, it's seasons he, like this he, where we have. Let's just say on, he'll get some garbage. He'll get some bar- garbage buckets here and there, but you know that, that's about it. And that's fine. If, you know if that just don't just let it come to you like that. Get the rebounds, put it back in, and hopefully score it. It's seasons like this where we absolutely miss the heck out of not Jerry Tipton's Twitter account. He would absolutely be having a field day with U of L being complete and utter joke as a basketball program. His Twitter account was pure gold. Rest in peace to a legend. He was amazing. Yeah, rest in peace. He he would be enjoying this season. I have no doubt about that. Oh, Kirby, man. a couple takeaways from Rupp. You can take the national anthems and COVID all you want, but if the Cats are a good product, the fans will show up. Rupp wasn't the loudest it's ever been, but it was packed. Oscar is so underappreciated for what he does. I hope he stays forever. Also, Nick's former ex-boss is getting tough to listen to post-game on Ride Home. No offense, because I appreciate what he's done for Kentucky sports access, but every caller telling him he changed their lives and how great he is. It's a bit much. You boys have a great week. 
Well, tell that to him. Don't tell that to us. But we understand your opinion, Kirby. And this is a place to vent. Kentucky Roll Call always has been, always will be. Uh, but I agree with you. Rupp is a good place to watch a basketball game. It's a good atmosphere for good basketball games. It's it's they've got a they've got a good setup at Rupp. Now keep improving it and getting the upgrades and all that stuff, but it's still a good atmosphere. The the Rupp hate gets out of control from time to time. Just get beer there. That'd be cool. Three things. You sound better now. Disappointed in the lack of KRC pup picks in the Facebook group. Not disappointed in Kentucky beating Ole Miss and going 18 and 0 at home since 2018 and 0 at home since 2016. And number three, they say Jimmy Dykes actually said the kid with the butterfly disease couldn't just enter the transfer portal to escape his problem. Suck it, Dykes, in your loser jet. Did he really say that? I didn't hear it because um, I was at a, a restaurant. But I did hear a little bit of that. What the kid was saying, I, I'm going to teach my kids to call any sports teams just a ball club. I love it. I, I think it's professional. Uh, it's a, it's a good look. Uh, that kid was cute. Uh, I I didn't hear Dyke say that specifically, but I saw it enough where I can confirm he probably did. Uh, he or he did say that. Oh, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Nobody cares what Matt Carell has to say at the dra- NFL Draft Combine. Mm, I, I do, because he's going to be a future Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, right, Justin? Uh, I just heard that news when you left, so I'm still kind of processing that. All right, uh, who of the of the quarterbacks, though, that are – there's three first-rounders. You have Corral, you have Kenny Pickett, and I'm blanking on the other one. So, obviously, I don't think too highly of them, but if the Steelers were to get a quarterback, who would you prefer of that group? Yeah, me and TJ kind of talked about that. Yeah, it would it would have to be Corral. He'll he'll have a decent NFL career, I'm sure. I do just worry about the like he had success doing like the primary college system thing, and I just you, you just worry about some of those guys. It's better than great, Rudolph. He's a great runner. Oh yeah, anybody's better than Mason Rudolph. Like I, you are better than Mason Rudolph, Justin. I can't see over the line, but thanks. Hey, we're just we're, hey, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> John here. John here. Good victory morning. We're, uh, sorry, skipped ahead. Gosh darn, I got that margin of victory completely wrong. Sorry about that, guys. Wheeler may need to work on his jump shot, but at least he puts his head down and drives and finishes at the basket. I can't stand that about Ty Ty. He hardly drives, and when he does, sometimes he just does a little stop and pop shot. I know he has the speed and ability. Why won't he just do it? And it's not the defense stopping him. And it's not the defense stopping him. He has the talent against a lot of different styles of defense to drive, but he won't do it. What do you guys think? We'll have to go talk to you later. Hey, Wheeler did knock down some jump shots yesterday, John. And, uh, yeah, that's just not Ty Ty's style. He's not somebody that's going to go meet somebody at the rim and finish on their head. Uh, he, he trusts his jump shot, I think, more than his finishing ability at the rim. But I've thought that, too. I mean, at least get inside, just go into the contact and see if you can't draw a foul. But it's not – it's not what it's not his preference. No, no, just not how he rolls. Not how he rolls. John Calipari guards have always, you know, they operate different. They have strengths, different strengths, different weaknesses. His he loves his shot. He loves that pull up, and he's good at it. And it's always well, fun to watch it go. Quickly was the same way too. You know, like it's just that. Yeah. Or like quickly's, but. That's just his shot that he likes. I don't know. People are different. <laughs> Somebody brought up the Jimmy Dykes thing again, says it's a really dumb analogy. It was a really dumb analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
his name is Nick. He makes it rain. He's from the South End. Great commercial. You probably haven't heard that commercial, Nick. You're not a big, big exports radio listener. Uh, I know that Trevor uses that background music for some ads. Did I I in in another ad? No, there's a lawyer that advertises with the station now, and he's got a really catchy. Nice. He's got a a really catchy tune. Is it as as catchy as the Charlie Mussins appliance? We talked about it. I mean, Big X has great commercials all throughout the day, but it's right up there. Uh, Some people may choose the the he's from Portland um, ad. Is that which one it is? Yeah. (laughs) I forget the guy's name, though. Commercials Commercials ridiculous. It's like he he went to Trinity. He went to U of L. He's from Portland. (laughs) People really have a good time with it. Uh, Texter 502-414-1450. So Scooch can't walk up a hill on a golf course, but can do 40 straight push-ups with no break. Got it. Oh, wow. Hold on. Who said I can't walk up a hill on a golf course? I clearly did because that's why my legs are sore. So suck it, Texter. I can walk up a hill and do 40 push-ups. I think he's. they're saying you can't do it without getting sore, so they're insinuating you wouldn't be able to do 40 push-ups. If I do 40 push-ups, I'm going to be – if I do 10 push-ups, I'm going to be sore. I don't exercise. Texter says, good on you, TJ, for – turning out to a normal person because you were a dweeb in high school. That's not true. (laughs) Oh, man. That's not true. Sources are saying that's a kid you graduated with. Well, that that kid was probably a dweeb. I, once freshman year, won the three-point shooting contest for my lunch period, and then proceeded to go to the school pep rally where the four other, three other lunch period champions competed in the school three-point shooting contest. 30 seconds, as many threes as you could make going around the the perimeter. Made two. The whole school kind of laughed. It was a total and complete collapse. The pressure got to me. Oh, wow. How embarrassing. You know, the funny thing is I tied for second with two. The winner had like five or something or six or something like that. But like everybody, uh, at least I was in better company, but I went first. You weren't the only one. I went first and I like, I boy, did I maybe consider just crying. Like it was so embarrassing. (laughs) Oh man. I actually had um, a friend text in. He said, consider this my, my Thornton's text machine, text submission. Um, Okay, so if Kentucky loses to Florida, they would probably drop to the four seed in the SEC tournament, setting up a one seed, a, a matchup with one seed Auburn in the semifinals. Would, would you would you take that, knowing the risk of potentially dropping an NCAA tournament seed, just to get revenge on Auburn and not have to play late at night Friday night? No, gosh, people act like that time like means you start the Saturday game down 15 points. No, I would not. I, like, I, if well, it you, you also way, get the chance to play Auburn, you know, that, like that. I would be happy to to get revenge on those dirty bastards. But you could see them in, on Sunday, just just the same. Yeah, I mean, I can you can make that positive spin that if you're the four seed, that is that's a perk, and that's not wrong. It's not like it's the end of the world if that ends up happening, but. I, I would rather win. Yeah, like I, I, yeah. yeah I, I don't want. I don't want a loss to Florida on the resume. Yeah, me too. Because it, it it does, especially late. 
it gives those uh, idiots in the selection committee an excuse to knock Kentucky down a peg on selection Sunday. And I don't want that. No, no excuses to, to get them to move Kentucky back any spots. Yeah, and it would probably, I mean, it would not probably, it, it would instantly be Kentucky's worst loss of the season just right then and there. Um, I don't know if that's really all that debatable. Notre Dame right now is like going to make the tournament as like a seven or eight seed, I think. Is Florida being projected in the tournament? I haven't checked the latest no. bracketology. Shelby, our boy Shelby Mass has them in the first four out. So, yeah, okay. it, would, it, it, would be, it, would, it would get them in. So we would be giving Florida a leg up. Um, and, and his argument was you could get a one seed by beating them. In the NCAA tournament, but I, I don't I don't understand you because you're probably you know you could still have a road that could be theoretically LSU Tennessee Auburn like okay that's a that those are three quality wins that are going to help on the resume or it could be you know South Carolina not as good Arkansas and then Auburn you know those are two good ones so I I, I disagree but that's fine uh, Texter says. Did either I don't like you... Kangarillo's face? Oh, sorry, got ahead of us. Yeah, somebody says they don't like Scrangelo's face. Did either of your wives supply a treat while you were talking on the radio during those lonely COVID years? Maybe donuts from all the time. Nice ladies. Um, one texter asked, why would you ever want Matt Corral as your quarterback? No way he works. Only quarterback you could want is Pickett. Um, I mean, they're not making a sound argument, but I kind of like Corral. He's got some, he's got some moxie to him. St. X put a plaque in a locker to honor TJ because that's where he spent most of his St. X days. Now, luckily, <laughs> luckily, Roush wasn't there to, to 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 lock me in one of those bad boys. A texter said, and St. X's locker is entirely too small. I wanted to thank you all. You don't know how much you all do for me. My life is terrible, and your radio show has changed my life in the best ways possible. If God listens to radio, I bet he's hearing a staticky KRC in heaven right now. A texter says, yeah, suck it, texter. You know he's better at push-ups than you are, you moronic loser. Wow. Text line's just getting out of control at this point. Everybody what have a show. great Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Roush will have great stuff from Matt Corral at the NFL Draft, so we look forward to hearing all about that. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker. Oh,